Okay, well, without much ado, we're going to go into the Word this morning. Are you ready for the Word of God? And by that default, talking about um, the U.S. military, we talk about, you know, people who have served. Um, the history of Veteran Day goes a long way back. Huh? It goes a long way back since the World War One, the end of World War One, and... Um, and stuff. So I'm not going to talk about. I know Veterans Day officially was yesterday, um, and normally we should talk about theme in that regard. As the volunteers are going, you know, the children's department are going. You've heard different things. The same way that people serve in the military is the same way you can serve in the house of the Lord. Yes. You are a soldier in the army of the Lord. Yes. Amen. Yes. Don't be one who just enjoys the liberties, the freedom, and you don't uh, give to it in one way or the other. You can also serve. You can take a way to serve. Amen. When I was recognizing Prophetess Michelle for the invitation, uh, by the way, we'll get to recognize that she officially completed her membership. And uh, so she's an official member of the church. And she called me, she told me, and she honored me, asked me some things about some ministry that she does, uh, prayer ministry that she does, um, just to let me know that she will be uh, she, she wanted to talk to me before announcing the session to her people that she does it with. Like, what an honor. You know, she didn't just want me to find out later that she's doing stuff. Then she invited me to speak at her place of work. Some of you, even that opportunity open to invite your pastor, you will close it. <laughs> not, not those who are in this church. Those, those kind of people are gone. They are gone. They are not here anymore. She took that initiative. When I went there, I was so young, and I was like, Lord Jesus. And the way she took and, invite, and announced me, I was like, what an honor. And Ms. Juanita was there, and I just want to thank God for uh, that honor, Prophetess Michelle. And that God will honor you and, uh, in that same way, in that same regards. Praise God. So we have been talking about being chosen. You are chosen. Tell your neighbor you are chosen. If that neighbor did not smile, they are a suspect. Look at the other one and tell them you are chosen. Oh, I like you. I like you. Yeah, this I like the way you just, you just did it. You just flipped your head. <laughs> yeah. I like, yeah, you're chosen. You the white, you the white shirt. You right there. Yes, you. Uh-huh. I like the way you did it with a smile. You were smiling when you turned to the other neighbor. Even though your neighbor smiled. <laughs> but I like it because you just do it. So good. So beautiful. Tell your neighbor you are chosen. You are chosen. Now, do you believe that you are chosen? You are chosen. You are chosen. You are chosen. First Peter chapter 2. We've been talking about this on Wednesday service. For those of you who are Sunday, Sunday Christians... You are not chosen to be a Sunday, Sunday Christian. In fact, for some of you who are Sunday, Sunday, we even thank God for you. There are some who are every other Sunday. <laughs> there are some who are one Sunday in a month. <laughs> some are one Sunday every quarter. <laughs> they come every three months. They show up for one Sunday. This I've done my quarter. But they are faithful at work. Pastor Blaze can preach good. I'm preaching really good. <laughs> you are chosen. First Peter chapter 2 verse number 1. Therefore laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and evil speaking. I'm not speaking evil. You see what it says there? Laying aside all malice. So don't be angry at me because I say you are every Sunday Christian. If you are, then you know you are. He <laughs> said laying it aside. Leave it verse 1. Let's deal with that verse 1 a little bit. Laying aside all malice, so just in case you were now harboring something because I step on your toes, the Bible says lay it aside. He said, all deceit. In fact, don't tell yourself a lie. That pastor is that you don't understand. It's that I'm trying to this. Don't worry. I don't need to understand. Some of you are trying to catch up with bills. When that one bill is finished paid, you'll catch up with another one. <laughs> I love America. America is free. It's a free place. Land of the free, home of the brave. When you want to know your true Christianity is when you have liberties and freedoms. What you do with that freedom, that's when you know the kind of Christian that you are. 
That's why the Bible says now we've been called to freedom. Only do not use it to serve your flesh, to serve yourself. But use it to serve one another. Or deceit. Hey, I don't know why I'm talking about this. But the greatest form of deceit is not the one where the devil lies to you. If the devil lies to you, you can be helped. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So if you are lied to, the day the truth shows up, that lie leaves. If another person lies to you, you can be helped. But the kind of deceit that is the greatest form is when you have successfully deceived yourself. <laughs> when you convince yourself that it's all right. What do you think? He says, like, all malice, all deceit. So all that kind of one. Even including the one you've told yourself. He said, lay it aside. All hypocrisy. The one where you are one today, when we're out of here, you are something else. When you are a smiling Christian in church, but a frowning one out of church. When you are a beautiful butterfly around people, but a dangerous caterpillar <laughs> with venom. When you are a butterfly in the light and a scorpion when the lights are off. It says all hypocrisy. Don't be a two-faced one. It says envy and envy. You see, we're here, no matter what I do, no matter the amount of prayers I pray and fast and practice, I'll never sing like MJ. <laughs> I'll never play like Joshua. And here to be somebody. Oh, yes. I'll never sing like Lizette. So what will happen? When I see her singing, I should be excited instead of being envious. You know, why does she think? Is she the only one? He said, oh, envy. I'm speaking good. Teach. I'm really good. Good service this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, and all envy. Envy. So we're just going to touch on each one. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit is so good. This was not part of the message, but we're we're flowing. The scripture was part of the message, but we're flowing. You're chosen. We're talking about you're chosen. You're chosen to be excluded from these things. Hallelujah. You're chosen not to do these because you're chosen for something great. And these kind of things becomes a hindrance to your shining. All envy. Oh. Now you have your car, you see your neighbor's car that they got a different car, that you're envious. If they gather all the cars and give you, you cannot drive them all at once. <laughs> Are you hearing me, somebody? I wore a gray suit, I come now see Pastor Peter is wearing one that is this, and they tell Pastor Peter your suit is good, and I'm now angry. <laughs> so if I knew, I would have worn my better one that is in the closet. So what? You see, what I'm saying, you know, you know, this, these things are relatable, right? You know, these things happen. You are working at a place of work, and all of a sudden, they recognize one of your colleagues who've done well. And all of a sudden, you begin to plot how you will set them up, let them know that they are not perfect. No, it's not about perfect. They're just recognizing them for the things that they have done. If you just wait, your own will come. Hallelujah. Or, you know, I was talking about my young daughters over here. They're single, available. Like I told you, if the ring is not on it, they are available. So if you're a guy, you're wasting time around them, you're talking to them, wasting their time. If you don't put a ring on it, even if I know you're dating, I'm going to say they are single and available. Amen. Oh, yes. You know, there are some individuals who can waste your time. Time wasters. They are like canker worm and caterpillar worm and palmer worm. And some of you are in those kind of relationships. I pray that they break. In the name of Jesus Christ. You know some guys are around you. You are waiting for them to talk. They are not talking. 
they are keeping you on the side, looking at other ones. Then they come and give you a little bit of love. Then they go to the other side and just do this, do that. You have been waiting. Your heart is in suspense. When is he going to propose? For years. I'm preaching really good. You are chosen to be exempted from these things. <laughs> oh God. I've not even gone to my notes yet. I've not gone to my notes. So now all of a sudden you've been waiting. A time waster has been wasting your time. Like a canker worm. Like a caterpillar. You know, the, I'm, what I'm telling you is the Bible. The Bible says the years are the palmer worm, the caterpillar worm, the canker worm. Because the worms have names. It's the same like the years that this guy, this girl, this one, with their names put there as tax. The Lord will restore. <laughs> so now all of a sudden you see one of these people they advertise they just get married. You have been waiting together. Or maybe they just came to church and you've been there serving for a long time. Now they tell you, oh sister, I'm engaged. Then now envy begins to rise in your heart. You begin to evil speaking. Because you know they are past. Because you know they are messed up before. You begin to say, if this guy only knew what they had done before, he would not even have talked to them. If pastor only knew that they don't even pray. You know, when we come to volunteer, they are the ones who just sit by and do their nails fancy. You know, they don't even do, and I'm here sweating. It's called evil speaking. You are not God. God who sees in secret with the word in the open. So even if they just came from outside and they are the one who got married, just celebrate with them. Be they happy for them. And don't stop serving. Even they are the ones who serve half-heartedly. Don't stop serving. And don't speak evil about them. You can cry. Wipe your tears. And tell them, sister, I'm happy for you. You know, you, you, oh yes. See, envy is like an emotion. It starts from the inside. Let it out. If you come out in tears, it's fine. They don't know whether it's tears of joy or choice of... Just let it out. Hug them. I'm happy for you. And all evil speaking. Whenever you are urged to speak evil, find something good to speak. Am I... Oh God, I'm preaching good. Real good. Real good. Real good preaching. You are chosen to be exempted from these things. Verse 2. Now we'll go. It says, therefore laying all those things aside... As a newborn babe, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. You know, some people say, Pastor Blake is already preaching. He has not prayed. <laughs> he has not prayed. So you're used to just, okay, you read the scripture, then you pray. He has not prayed. Don't, don't, don't worry about lay that one aside. It says, newborn babe, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple. We humble ourselves before you today. We ask, oh God, that may your word help us to grow thereby. And may we bring glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. That you may grow thereby. Verse number three. Verse 3. Indeed, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, if you've tasted that the Lord is gracious, verse 4, let's go on. We're going all the way to verse number. Coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. So this talks about Jesus being the living stone. The living stone which is rejected by God, by men, but is precious. Is Precious. He is chosen by God and he is precious. If you've been rejected, don't worry about it. You can be rejected by men but chosen by God. So the Bible says we are coming unto him as to a living stone. Rejected indeed by men but chosen by God and precious. You also, verse 5, you also, you also, you are coming to a living stone. But you also as living stones are being built up. A spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
So the Bible says we are coming to Jesus who is a living stone who has been rejected by man but is chosen by God and is precious. And it is saying that you also, you are living stones. You are coming to him who is the living stone, the rock of ages, but you also are living stones. And you come and you are being built up together as a spiritual house, as a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Verse 6, we're going somewhere. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect and precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Hallelujah. So by the virtue of this passage of scripture, if you believe in Jesus Christ and you're anchored in Jesus and any way the devil has determined to bring shame to your life, my sister, my brother, don't be afraid because the Bible says you will by no means be put to shame. Oh, you may tell me, Pastor, you don't know. There is already things in my life that is bringing shame. Sister, don't worry. Brother, don't worry. God says you by no means be put to shame. Because what the devil means for evil, God is turning it around for good. You may be down, but you are not out yet. Because God is setting you up for a victory. That what seems like shame will only bring glory. Hallelujah. He says, you will believe in him, you will by no means be put to shame. By no means. So you are chosen to be separated from shame. We've talked about some of these things and we're going to look at them here in a few minutes. Verse number 7. Therefore, to you will believe he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Now, remember I said this on Wednesday. It is said to those who do not believe. It said to you who believe he is precious, but to those who are disobedient. In other words, there could be people who are disobedient are people who actually believe, but chose to not obey. You are chosen to be obedient. And when you believe in him and you are obedient, the Bible says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. You will eat the good of the land. The land has goodness in it. (laughs) Verse 8. And a stone of stumbling. So for those who are disobedient, he is a chief cornerstone. Now, this passage is a little bit, you know... uh, he says he's a chief cornerstone. So he's, a chief cornerstone is a good thing. But he says he's a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. The word was, you know, the Bible says the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So if they are obedient to the word, their paths will be shining brighter. But when they are disobedient to the word, they begin to stumble even in broad daylight. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. Verse 9. While they are stumbling. While they are falling apart. While they are experiencing shame and defeat. He said, but you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Another version says you are a chosen generation, a peculiar people, God's special people, called out of darkness into his marvelous light. So this is where I take my theme from that you are chosen. It is not Pastor Blaze telling you you are chosen. The Bible says if you come to him as to a living stone and you are being built up a spiritual house, you are a chosen generation. You are part of that chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are part of a holy nation. You are special in the eyes of God. 
So we began to say a couple of Wednesdays ago that first, the first reason, so you said, Pastor Blaze, uh, or, or I'm glad that I'm chosen. So what am I chosen for? The first thing is that you are chosen to be part of God's special project. Tell your neighbor you're chosen to be part of God's special project. Do you realize that God has a special project on earth? He has a special project. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hate will not prevail against it. God, whether you know it or not, God has a special project he's, he's, he's working on, on the earth. There is a place in this Tulsa that when I came to Tulsa, it was still being built. Every year it's been modified. It has been made special. Some of you may be chosen to walk there. It's called St. Francis Hospital. Down the street, just down the street. They've expanded the roads because of them. If you pass around there, it is a special project. Oh, are you hearing me? It's a con- they are continually doing things. Breaking and building. Making it beautiful. Opening new chapters. Hey, they have an agenda. Oh, you didn't hear me. In fact, now they can hire you. They tell you if you don't want to walk this way, you can walk that way. They have it. They bring it close to your door. You are chosen to be part of God's special project. God is doing a special project on earth and he chose you. He selected you. With all your beauty and all your flaws, he selected you. He chose you. Sister, he chose you. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Chosen to be part of God's special project. Now, don't tell your neighbor. Tell yourself that I am chosen to be part of God's special project. Oh, you, 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 you didn't hear you well. Some of you are too silent. You are too quiet. So, you're, 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 as, you're, as you're hearing your neighbor saying your psychic is asking, well, you know, I am not. You know, I, I don't know about it. Hey. Have you ever seen girls who are engaged? You know, one thing I notice when girls get engaged... Doesn't matter what they, it doesn't matter how much heavy the, the, the stone is. I, I noticed this with one of my classmates <laughs> who were doing MBA. I was shopping in a place. And when they get engaged, this is how they walk. It is, you know. Oh, yes. They may be around an aisle. What you first see is a hand. A hand will come out first. So with this girl, I first saw her hand came out before I saw her. I'm like, oh, I remember. Oh yes, hey. They know they have been you see when they put a ring on it, they have been chosen. <laughs> they don't they don't hide it. I know they, they, they don't put your hands like when they're talking to you, they want to point, they just do like, you know. You gotta see they, they know they have been chosen, especially when they are in love. Especially when they know this guy is a special guy. No, they don't hide it. They say, have you seen my fiance? You know, I, I was just talking to my fiance. <laughs> there is a way, no matter what you're talking about, you may be talking about something completely different. They will find a way. You, you may be talking about the weather, Oklahoma weather, you know, it changes. You're like, yeah, you know, my fiance was just talking about it. You see, because they know they are chosen. And they will let you know that they are chosen. Uh-huh. I was talking to a guy here, you know, because I, I was doing, I did a premarital counseling with a guy, wedded them and everything. So I was talking to him about honoring your spouse. Um, it is not every time when somebody just calls you this, you're just like, okay, yes, I'll do. You know, always consult with your wife. And I gave them example. So one day I called him about something. You know, this is a young guy. And of course, he used to do things for me. But you know, when you get married, I leave you alone for a while so you can. So I, so I, called, so I called him. I was like, hey, this and that. He said, okay, well, Pastor, my wife and I, who I like, I said, brother, you practice. Because he, he just reminds me that now he's taken. <laughs> my wife and I, so it's before I could just make this decision alone. Before I could just step and say, Say, Pastor, my wife and I, as you taught us, my wife and I were doing, we're going to pray about it. We're going to, I said, okay, good. I said, you, I said, you are good. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you are chosen by somebody special, you don't hide it. In fact, you tell yourself, you tell your neighbors, 
You tell your friends. You tell your enemy. You post it on social media. Some of you, when you're in church, you say share. You don't want to share. You know why? Because you're not, you're not very proud of... You're chosen to be part of God's special project. Now tell yourself that again. And tell yourself loudly so that your ears, your doubts, your fears, your anxiety, your worry will know that you are chosen. Say with me, I am chosen to be part of God's special project. Hallelujah. I am chosen to be part of God's special project. I pray to God that I get to the one for today because I'm serious rehearsing. Second thing, you say, Pastor, what am I chosen for? You are chosen to enjoy God's goodness. In the noun. Thank you, mommy. You were in church. You are not a Sunday, Sunday Christian. You know it. You are chosen to enjoy God's goodness. The psalmist says in Psalm 27, he said, I would have lost heart unless I had known that I will enjoy the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So in case the devil is telling you, oh, don't worry, just suffer on this earth, you will go and enjoy and sweep by and by. It's a lie. I am chosen to enjoy God's goodness in the now. In the when? In the noun. 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 So when you see something that's not God's goodness, no, I'm not chosen for that. I'm exempted from that. You see what the, the psalmist said? In other words, there were things that were coming his way that were not looking like God's goodness. So he said, he said I would have lost heart. I would have. I would have given up. I would have gone in despair and begin to cry. Say, why me? Like the way some of you are beginning to ask, why me? Because of the little things, the little pressure you are experiencing. The devil is trying to bring trouble at you. If you know you are chosen and you are set apart for God, you are his special people, you will say like the psalmist, I refuse to give up. You will say like the psalmist, why are you cast down all my soul? You will say like the psalmist, although I walk through the valley of the shadow of evil, the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And when the trouble and the enemy come against you in one way or another, you will say, he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And when the pressure comes too much left, right and center, you will say, I would have lost heart. I was almost at the verge of giving up until I remembered that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. When the devil comes, suggest you just end it. You messed up already. You are a mess. You tell the devil, I may be a mess. (laughs) But a message is coming out of this mess. Are you hearing me, somebody? Oh, a message is coming out of this mess. I refuse to give up. I refuse to give it. I refuse to continue down there because I am not losing heart. There is something God has reserved for me. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, oh. some of you, you know why I said that? Some of you, some, some people, because of what you've been through, what you've done, you are, you invited on yourself. Sometimes you now live in condemnation, live in guilt, live in shame. You allow the devil to take away your boldness. See, Samson messed up big time. Messed up several times. But when he was there, he said, Lord, remember me this one more time. One more time. He refused to die in shame. He refused to go out a sissy. He said, I would have lost that. I would have given up. They gushed out my eyes. I would have given up because I would say it is my mess. But I remember that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I remember that I was born to destroy the works of the wicked one. So as they began to make a mockery of his life, they began to make him grind things. He was touching places. He could not see anymore, but he still had his hands. Some of you have given up. Samson was laboring and it seemed like he was in shame, but he said, no, I'm about to bring a bigger shame to you. Are you hearing me, somebody? You are chosen to enjoy the goodness of the Lord in the noun. 
Ha. When in the noun. Tell your neighbor in the noun. In the noun. Number three, you are chosen and separated from shame and failure. Did you see that? Those who put their trust in him will by no means. In other words, they will try in different methods. The devil will try different methods. He said, will by no means be put to shame. By no means. You may come near shame. People may even be shaming you. But the Bible says you will by no means be put to shame. <laughs> While they are standing and shaming you, there's a rebound. Oh, you didn't hear me. <laughs> I say there is a rebound. Rebound. While life may be seeming like it's laughing at you, mocking at you, they don't know they will just find out you spring up again. Don't count me out yet. Uh, are you hearing me, somebody? I'm coming back, I'm coming back, I'm coming back. I'm reloading. Reloading. <laughs> Chosen and separated from shame and defeat. From shame and failure. It is not over. It is not over until you say it is over. Because when you say, you agree. It is not even God to say it is over. It is not over until you say it's over. Because when you say, by the words of your mouth, you are justified. By the words of your mouth, you are condemned. When you say, God says, say it in, the, in my hearing and I'll perform it. I give up. I give up. Pastor, I don't know. Life is so hard. I just give up. I don't know why I was born. That's why you don't know why you were born. Because you've given up. As you give up, the devil takes over. Even when you come and it is like this near your mouth, don't say it. It's better you don't say it. <laughs> I refuse to agree with the devil. You see, I, I love Psalm 23 years. The psalmist say, he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Not in their absence. So when you say enemies are gathering too many, too many, there is obstacle on every corner. You now start looking. Instead of you just focusing on the enemy, 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 you start looking, Lord, show me the table. Lord, no, that's how I do. When it's come too much and it is overwhelming. Lord, show me the table. I just want to find my seat and sit by the table. So that when they are gathering, I will not lose heart. Let them gather more. He prepares a table for me. In the presence. So they have not gathered enough. That's why the feast has not started. So when they have come on every corner, press me, press me. Instead of me running, I'm Lord, Lord, open my eyes to see the table. And show me the chair around the table so I can sit and be at rest. You see, rest is not the absence of chaos. Peace is not the absence of chaos. Jesus said, I give you peace. In this world, you will suffer tribulations. You will face trouble. But I give you peace. Not as the world gives you. I've been through the fire. But I don't smell smoke. Hey, you didn't hear me. That's scripture. The three Hebrew boys. They went through the fire. They came out. The fire did not burn them. And they did not even smell like where they came from. Some of you, by the fire, you just, I give up. I give up now. I give up now. <laughs> Some of you, you just hear about the fire. <laughs> you become depressed. You didn't even hear about the fire. Your, your friend told you about fire that they were going through. You like that? It's going to come to me. You become depressed. Family sickness. You hear this one. It has happened here. It has happened here. Then you start preparing yourself now. You just become discouraged. You start preparing. You know, pastor, in my family, they die at 40 something. And now I'm getting closer to that age. You're not prepared. Your mind, you have allowed your head to be the battlefield of the enemy. I shall not die. I will live to declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I shall not die, but shall live. I refuse to be a casualty. I refuse to be like any other one. It might have happened one on this side, another on that side, even in my family come near. He said, with my eyes I shall see it, with my ears I shall, it shall not come near my dwelling. 
Are you hearing me somebody? So why you are crying morning? You're wiping your eyes and insulating yourself. As for me and my house, we are for signs and wonders. We will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. See, I'm not telling you as one who has not been through. I've been through. Oh, I could tell you. I have I've seen things. Like I told you also, this year the devil told me, showed me, I was in a hotel somewhere. The devil showed me that day, I, I, he showed me how they came and carried me on a gunny. That was the day I learned the name of that thing, gunny. When somebody has died, they come and zip the bag. They carry you. He showed me. I was sleeping. And you know when you are sleeping, it's like you are, you are as good as dead. I was asleep. And my body was on a tremendous attack from the previous day. And things began to happen. And when he showed me that, I woke up. Then they were looking, they were taking my phone, trying to find out this and that, to find emergency contact with them, call my wife, or call somebody to tell them that they found this guy in the hotel dead. I shook, I woke up, I said, not me. My body that was not feeling, I said, my body, I said, you, you will carry me. I left from there, I showered, it was Sunday morning. I was not supposed to be in church that day. Well, I was on military duty. I showered, wore my clothes, came to church. I praise the Lord. Some of you didn't know what I was going through. So when we begin to talk this talk, some of you are just thinking, oh, Pastor Blaze is just speaking. No, 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 we're not speaking. We know what we're talking about. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I would have lost her. I would have given up. Unless I had known. The psalmist understood this. That's why in Psalm 27, he said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the light of strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the, my enemies came against me, my foes to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. They stumbled. They came up to do what? To eat up my flesh. Psalm 27, from verse 1 to verse 4. Though an army may encamp against me, 10,000 may encamp against me. In this, I will be confident. So we are not discounting the fact that there are armies and 10,000 of things that are trying to oppose you. But your confidence is in the Lord. Amen. So, okay, let me step into the one for today. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Because this one is important. Well, we talk about the one on Sunday. Like I said again last week, Wednesday, you are chosen to be living portals. You're chosen for a special priesthood. You're chosen to be living portals, to be heavenly portals. You know what a portal is? This speaker is a portal. A portal is simply uh, like a broadcast station. It's a place that um, broadcasts. I don't know how to explain it to you. A place where... It displays, but also broadcasts. From there, you can get more information about something. That's what it is, a portal. You go into a portal. You are chosen to be a living portal, the portal of heaven. That when people come to you and they begin to open the pages of your life, Pastor Peter, you know, they begin to have conversations. They found out that they are engaging glory and heaven. They came depressed. They came giving up. But as they begin to talk to you, they find out when they leave there, there is joy. Amen. There's a contact. A young girl coming to your life with uh, all the generational questions. But they found out that it's changed. I was blessed when I engaged this person, when I met this person. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. That there are some friends who are coming around the devil, they can't sleep. But they, because they come around you, all of a sudden peace enters their life. You are chosen to be a living portal. If you are not, it is because you don't know who you are. You're not engaging what you are supposed to be. You are chosen to be a living portal. Number five. So that was number four. And these are all from Wednesday. Okay. So those of you who don't come to church on Wednesday, we're not helping you. You don't come to church. You don't watch it online. You don't follow. Let's help you. And do review. Even though at your place of work you miss it, you don't get paid. Yeah, Pastor, please will help you. Help you. Not so that you can become a lazy Christian so you can catch up. Let me give you the one for today. I'll just give you just one. I have a few minutes remaining. I'll give you just one today. So everything I said was appetizer from previous weeks. 
you are chosen to be strong. Hey, this is, this is important. You are chosen to be strong. Today, you are chosen to be strong. Tell your neighbor you are chosen to be strong. Oh, pastor, don't tell me I'm strong. I mean, I'm a soft person. Forget it. You are chosen to be strong. Life is not for the faint-hearted. Are you hearing me, somebody? It is not for the faint-hearted. You are chosen to be strong. You are chosen to be strong. Second, First Peter chapter 2, verse number 4. Let's read that again because that's where I get this from today. Verse 4 and 5. Second Peter, First Peter chapter 2, verse 4. He said, coming to him as to a living stone. You know what a stone is? A stone is strong. A rock. This is not any kind of stone. It's not formation. You are chosen. He said, coming to him as to a living stone. Rejected by men. You see, you cannot deal with rejection if you are not strong. Some, of, some people, you have problems because you want everybody to love you. Jesus said, what betide you? He says, if all men speak good of you. If all men speak good of you. You, you see me, Pastor Blaze. Sometimes I hear things about me. I like, if I did not know me. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> oh, yes. So I hear things about me. I like Pastor Blaze. Hi. That guy. Then I remember it is me. <laughs> if I did not know it was me, I would believe it. That you now go ahead and I put your head in there. You just start moving. I oh, forget it. I square my shoulders, lift up my head, anoint my head with oil, and walk around. I am chosen by the chosen to be strong. Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. Let's go, verse 5. See this. You also as living stones. So you're not just he is not just strong, he says, You too are a stone, as a living stone. You are chosen to be strong. We're going somewhere with that. We're going somewhere with that. You are chosen to be strong. To be strong. But not just to be strong. You are chosen to be strong, but with continuous improvement. Hey. It is not just a dead stone. Because some of you, you are strong like a dead stone. You are unmovable. Even the spirit cannot move you. He said, as living stones... Strong, but malleable. Living stones. Continuous. You are living. You are exuding life. But stable. Unmovable. Unshakable. When the devil looks at you, he thinks you are so... Until he comes and he knows he has hit it. As living stones. You are chosen to be strong. Hallelujah. Only be strong and courageous. Only be strong and courageous. Only be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. You see, if you are not strong and courageous, you will not enjoy some of the things God has ordained for you. From the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven suffers violent and the violent take it by force. It's not nice. Oh, pastor, they talk bad about me. You know, that's why I stopped coming to church because, you know, they just, you don't know what they said about me. Be strong. Shake it off. Be strong. They said bad about you. Say good about them. Say good to them. Yes, you made a mistake. You don't want to confront it. Be strong. Confront it. Yes, I made a mistake. I admit it. I made a mistake. I've grown. If you want to talk about the mistake, you can focus on it, but I have moved on. Forgive me. If you don't forgive me, I've forgiven myself. God has forgiven me. Oh, yeah, be strong. Absolutely. Um, you, you, don't, you, you don't take, you don't apologize proudly, not arrogantly. You do it gently with meekness and humility. If they don't give it up, you take it. Oh, yes. If I offend you and I apologize, you don't give, you, with humility. You don't give me the, I, will, I collect my own, I collect it and I leave. I'm forgiving myself. It's not, you see, there are some people, now hear me, if you're not strong, you will meet some people at Walmart, you will change aisles. Instead of me to change aisles, you'll be the one that will change aisles. Because I am strong. Uh-huh. Move over. I don't want them to see me. No, you'll be the one who will not want to see me. 
Eh? But, but this is not what I was focusing on today. But let's say, be strong, to be strong. We're going somewhere. Oh, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, help me here with time. A normal believer in Christ must desire a strong, firm foundation based on Christ. To be strong in your relationship with God. To be strong in who you are in Christ. To be firm in Him. Must have a firm foundation. I said what a normal believer. Say normal believer. Now you begin to evaluate yourself if you are normal. A normal believer in Christ must desire continuous growth. Continuous improvement. He said as living stones you are being built up. Right? So stone means it is strong. It is unmovable. You see until you come and carry a stone. Some stones you cannot even carry them. It needs a tractor. Some people... Who are not strong, it is every wind of doctrine that pulls them around. They are not strong. They are not planted. They, are not, they don't carry their weight. They are not heavy. It is their feelings that makes them come to church. The devil occupies them. They, they are, their belief, in, their commitment to Christ is not strong. They love God in their hearts. <laughs> but their convictions are not strong. <laughs> Be strong as living stones are being built up. Are being built up. Stones are built where they are. You see, if you carry this block here and kept it there, they will put it there. Maybe it was on this side. No, but even the laborer doesn't want to carry it to move it over, over this way. They'll just say, okay, we need it here, so we'll put it here. You understand what I'm saying? Be in the right place when you are. But if it's paperweight, it will not even be a builder that will carry the wind will blow it and keep it on this side. Chosen to be strong. The normal believer in Christ have strong convictions. Have strong convictions. You must desire to be strong. To have a firm foundation based on him. You are coming to him as to a living stone. He is a living stone. You too are a living stone. You are a living stone. You are chosen to be a living stone. You are a living stone. One that has a continuous improvement. Thank you, Samuel. A normal believer must build others to be stronger in Christ. Hey, did you hear me? I said you must build others to be stronger in Christ. Because you, you said coming to him as to what living stones are being built up. A spiritual house. So the question is, are you a normal believer? Are you building others to be strong? Or those who are strong, you are trying to make them weak. You are chosen to be strong. And to strengthen others. You see, when Jesus came to Peter, he said, Simon Peter, the devil has desired. Emmanuel, wake up, wake up. You are chosen to be strong. Be strong. If it was a concert, we can stay there for four hours. We'll be strong. <laughs> We're in church. Just be strong. We're finishing soon. I know we've gone over time. You're chosen to be strong. Some of you are hungry now. Your stomachs are beginning to crowd. You just be strong. Tell your stomach be strong. I'm chosen to be strong. I don't like going to that church because they go over time. You are chosen to be strong. Not CC Christian. You're not just going to check your name. If it was at work. Some, some people work 12 hours. Some work 14 hours. Even when they are at 16. Night to morning. There are times when that sleep hits you. You wake, you are strong. I must finish this hour. So, so, so give me a few minutes, okay? I, I said that to say, give me a few minutes. Let's finish this one. <laughs> be strong. Be strong. If your stomach is growling, then the pastor said to be strong. Be strong. I own you. You do not own me. <laughs> some of that, some of that pastor, I'm starving. You don't know what starvation is. Starvation does not begin until after 21 days. <laughs> Not, not after 21 minutes, 21 days. You can go without food for a long time. Don't mind. You're chosen to be strong. A normal believer in Christ will have a strong foundation in him. They will have strong convictions and they will continually strengthen their convictions. And then they will also build other people to be strong. So when they see somebody who is weak, 
they are now building them strong because why we are called as living stones living stones are being built up a spiritual house so let me ask you a few questions as we get ready to close are you a normal believer in Christ if you are let me ask you this other question how strong is your Christian conviction and foundation how strong? You answer that to yourself. How strong? How strong is it? Are you movable? Do you easily get shaken? Do things easily move you? Do you forgive easily? Uh-huh. Uh, we'll talk about strong. Do you adjust easily? You see, every believer must be strong but malleable. Malleability is the ability to be beaten into shape without being broken. There are some, there are some materials that you can bend them, twist them. They will take the shape and form of the bending without breaking. Then there are some that the moment you break them, they are brittle. They just crack. As a believer, you should be strong but malleable. People look at you, think you can easily be, because you are easily bent, they think they can break you, but they can't. Your life is being adjusted as you hear the word. You make adjustments in your life. Lord, beat me into shape. Lord, direct my life. So how strong is your belief, is your foundation, your convictions? How strong is it? Can you point to those around you who can attest that you have grown this year? Remember, as a believer, you're called to be strong, but also you're a living stone, so there's continuous improvement. Living, living stone. As newborn babes, desire the pure milk, the pure milk. Lay aside all what? You know, all those things we talk about, all those nice things that you will remember, you will not forget. He said, laying it aside, all of it. As living, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So, who around you can attest to the fact that you've grown? That you're growing? Because if you don't have a foundation, you can't grow. Strong convictions. The three Hebrew boys, they stood at a place. The king, Nebuchadnezzar, was the greatest thing at that time. Brought them before the fire. They told them, will you repent? Would you change? Repentance is not only to repent to God. You can repent even to the devil. Oh, yes. Will you repent? They said, no, we refuse to repent. That one is called recant. Recant your belief. They said, no, we won't. Then they made an order. They said, make the fire hotter. When some people, when they hear that, their heart will just fail. <laughs> they will say, you know, Wisdom is pro- no, what scripture? Wisdom is profitable to direct. It is better to live and testify another day. <laughs> you know what? Because they were strong, they said this. They said, "If you put us in that fire, our Lord will save us." They had a belief. They were convic- convinced that He will save them, but their conviction was strong beyond salvation at the moment. So they say, even if he doesn't save us physically, that is somebody who has a conviction. That's why I suppose for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. A person who is not afraid of death, they are dangerous. They have already won. You know why people are afraid of terrorists? Because they are not afraid of terrorists, suicide bombers. They are not afraid of death. That's why you see them, you start running. You believe you'll go to heaven. You know that heaven is your way. But you, you, <laughs> because you are... Oh God. They, well, a day will come, I will preach on the fear of death. The Bible says for the fear of death, some people died. Fear of death. Oh, when death has been defeated. You see me, I'm not afraid of death. It's been defeated. Sometimes when I say this, my wife will... And I'm not dying anytime soon. But if it comes, I, I, I'm ready. Are you hearing me, somebody? Oh yes, until it is defeated in you, 
defeated in your mind, defeated in your body, that's when you start living. Every little thing. Hey. Hey. Even when the devil comes to press you, yeah, blood of Jesus. It is fear that is making you call blood of Jesus. It is not, it's not convictions. So who can point? Who can point to that can attest to the fact that you've grown this year? We're still asking questions about are you uh, how strong is your conviction? Which one person or group of people have been positively impacted by your life, by you this year? Because you're a living stone. Coming to him have been built up a spiritual house. So you are bringing living stones, you're bringing other people and you're building them up. If you're strong, it is not only you that will be built up, you become an agent. Remember we said you are chosen to be part of God's special project? He said, I will build my church and the gates of hates shall not prevail against it. Simon Peter at one time was like a reed. The, the name is Simon. He was undependable. Jesus told him, you are the rock. In other words, you are strong. And I'll build my church on this. When the devil came to sift him, he said, Simon, Simon, the devil has desired to sift you as wheat. But I've prayed for you. When you overcome, strengthen your brethren. The same Simon who said, I swear to God, I don't know Jesus. He was afraid. At any point in time, he said, I'm ready to both die. Oh, read the book of Acts. When they beat them for the sake of the gospel, the Bible said they left the place rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer for the sake of Christ. Worthy. That is a privilege and an honor to suffer for the sake of Christ. What convictions do you have? Who have you impacted positively this year? November is here. The year is almost over. Year of grace and glory. What you brought grace to, glory to their life. Strong convictions. Strong convictions. You're chosen to be strong. To be strong. It's your relationship. Or the people you can point to is your relationship with Christ better this year because you're more loving? Are you more giving? Can your church attest to the fact that you're giving? It's incredible because your strong conviction is conviction to give, conviction to love, conviction to serve. Are you serving? The people around you, can they experience your service? Have they experienced it? Those around you, can they say this person has become more loving this year? More caring? strong conviction as your service attendance increase your participation increase not just attendance participation are you seeking the growth of God's project you see sometimes we don't say this in church but there are people you come around and your Christianity goes down there are some people you meet in church before you know you start doing things you didn't want to do you didn't plan on doing are you the one who used church as a recruitment center to bring people to your own social projects instead of God's project? Are your convictions strong? It is not for you to give me answers. I don't need them. I just came to remind you and to remind myself because I'm talking to you as I was, prepared, I was preparing for this. The Lord asked me, Blaze, is, is your prayer life stronger? Is the depth of your relationship stronger? Has your stewardship become stronger? Are you a better pastor this year than you were last year? Are you a better husband? Are you a better father? Because you're called to be strong. To be living. Continuous improvement. Are you a better brother? A better son. Rise to your feet. You don't need to answer that question to me. Answer it to yourself. Remember I said the greatest form of deception is the one where you deceive yourself. So when you are answering, don't lie. You lie, nobody will know except you, the devil, and Jesus. Because the devil is the father of all lies. And everywhere lie is told, he's there. 
And when you answer honestly, you start desiring growth in you. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So for some of you now that Pastor Blaze step on your toes, don't leave this church now. I will never come back there. That pastor, the priest, judgmental. He was saying very well when we were talking about relationships and all of a sudden he switched. He switched on me. He just switched on me like that in the middle. I wish I knew. I liked him for a little bit then, you know. He just went off. Don't, have, don't develop selective amnesia. Hear me somebody. Lift up your voice to the Father. Just speak to him. If you pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit. Father, we bless you. Lord, we exalt you. We thank you, Lord, because you've chosen us. You've called us. Called us to be part of your special project. Called us to be part of your special project. Called us to be part of your special project. Decorative stones. I'm not talking about some of those stones that just look anyhow. There are houses that have beautiful stones on them. Those stones are shaped. Ask those stones how they became beautiful. They used hammer to knock off rough edges to shape them into a certain form. That's why the beauty can come out. The house of God is like a quarry side. The quarry side is where they beat stones into shape. Go study the Bible. How they built uh, the, the, the temple. David's temple. They went to the river. They began to beat the stones at the quarry side. Shaped them and they brought them. They fitted beautifully. And when the stones were fitted beautifully. The Bible says the glory of the Lord came into that place. So much such that no one could minister. Lord built me. Lord built me. Any place in my life that doesn't represent you. Beat it into shape. Zade. Come on you're praying for you. Pray for yourself. Zadabahata. Ligradobo Shateha. Zidabaha. Build me, Lord. Break. Shata. Break of excesses of my life. Of my destiny. Build me. Shape me into what you want me to be, Lord. Zadabaha. At the end of it all, may we give you glory, give you honor, give you adoration. Shalabahate. Lord God, you've called us as living stones. 
We thank you, Lord Jesus. And we give you the glory and honor in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, thank you for your word that has come forth. Thank you for this precious destinies that I hear. Thank you for these ones that you've called. You've called us, oh God, out of darkness into your marvelous light. You've formed us to show forth your praise. And so everywhere they go, every place of work, in their places of work, in their place of business, in their ministries, make of them ministers, ever ministers of the gospel, in the name of Jesus, in the area of academia, Lord, in entrepreneurship, Lord, in business, in finance, oh God, Everywhere they go, use them for your glory. Let them be living portals that bring glory to you. That bring Christ to the hurting world. In the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you Lord. At the end of it all, surround us with people. We will be built together continually as living stones. We thank you. We give you glory and honor. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. For those of you who are watching online, we've come to the end of our service. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, I want to urge you to uh, forward it, send, share it with your friends, your families, your loved ones. Build somebody up strong. And we look forward to seeing you in subsequent services, uh, our subsequent broadcast. If you have not subscribed or uh, yeah, subscribed to our channel, do so so that you'll get alerts when we as services are broadcasting we thank you for staying tuned with us god bless you and for every one of you in the house thank you for staying a little bit longer because you are strong amen you have overcome the wicked one in the name of jesus christ